I'm Claire Manship. And I'm Ian Brodsky. And this is The Thing That Happened This Week. The show where everyone brings a story from the past seven days and we break it down. It's sugar and spice and everything now. And welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. I like that song. Yeah. I don't know what, what is, is that I think a real it's, song? Um, welcome Back, Cotter. Oh. Yeah. Okay, cool. Don't know it really at all, but by yeah. name, yes. I only know it because, like, oddly enough, it was a song that played in, like, the Wake Up playlist at Frenchwood's Festival of the Performing Arts in 2005. Okay. And that's you, all, that's and all you I got. There. Yes, I was there. I actually know a lot of random, like, French songs from having worked in a retail store that had, like, a French CD on loop. Oh, yeah. You know, you just, like, hear it in your workspace and... Yeah, and you speak French, so, like, you could actually, like, understand what they're saying yes. and like, get the words. You know, those cafe CDs. Cash. The temperature has gone down considerably mm-hmm. from, like, the hundreds to the 70s. It's great. But the muggy mug mug has mm-hmm. gone up, up, up. It is also, like... It's been one of those weeks where it's just been either raining or overcast constantly without breaks. I like a summer rain. It cool, I do too. It cools off everything. But it's just when it's constant like that and it doesn't do anything to the humidity that it's like, it's 72 degrees, why am I sweating from everywhere? Well, and you know what's gross is like, it's almost worse when it's muggy being on the subway and stuff because somehow people are like smellier in the humidity. Yeah. I walked behind a guy from the subway to your front door today um, that was ripe. And you know, like when you just can't get away from somebody and you're like, bro, mm-hmm. how? How? Right. No one can get that gross even if you had gone to the gym. Although I did read mm-hmm. that stress sweat smells different yeah. than life sweat. I learned that in like a Dove for Women commercial or something. Mm. One of those like commercials from 2014 where it's like, the women, like, smelling themselves on the subway and whatever. Yes. It's like, stress sweat is different than regular sweat. Yes, it is. And you know what? I've noticed it. Like, when you're working out, you don't actually smell. Like, until after when your body goes back to equilibrium. But, yeah. like, workout sweat doesn't smell. Yeah. At least not on me. I mean, like, I I don't can... think really on anybody else. I've never passed anyone at the gym and be like, gross. You right? know? Everybody just, like, looks sweaty but smells normal. I feel like there's no, like, you're not really paying attention to that either. Unless you have a really acute sense of smell, like, you're... At least at my gym, it's more of a very, like, internal, like, focus thing. Yeah. Um, well, and I, I didn't realize it was going to be such a thing, but when I have my backpack with me throughout the week, mm-hmm. my back gets really sweaty because the Same. backpack swings back and forth, but doing it one shoulder makes me feel like I'm going to get scoliosis or something. Yeah. <laughs> I have two ba- I have two bags that I use. One is, like, an across-body one that, like, yes, rests on my bag. Yes, use that one a lot. But because of the summer, I've been using like this really light messenger bag. Okay. That's it's just the single strap across the like across the body on both sides. Mm. So that has helped a lot. Um, also, it's just a lighter weight bag, so it's easier to carry around with me and everything. How do you feel about carrying around a man purse? I've been doing it for so long that it like it's just routine for me. It's kind of in now. The metrosexual yeah. thing is no longer. It's just fashion. Yeah, and like <laughs> mine. Uh, oh, you can't see it from here. It's in my room, probably. But it's also just the like, listeners can't see it. Exactly. <laughs> but mine is just a. It's from the Broadway musical Newsies because, of course, and B. Duh. It's just like like a sack of cloth. Like there's no structure to it. Like I don't think there's a a grosser phrase than, than sack. sack of anything. Oh, you're right. 
I remember when I was in high school, there was this really annoying kid on my bus. His name was Floyd. And Floyd used to, like, clearly stare at girls' boobs when we were talking to each other. Like, not even to him. He was just, like, an ogler. An ogler. What's the word? Uh, yeah, ogler. He would ogle. He, he would, would ogle. ogle. He would oogle. Whatever. He would ogle. And... One day, this girl, Christina, who, like, kind of flirted with him, but then also, like, had a hate relationship with him, mm. was like, would you seriously please stop? You know that these are just sacks of fat and water. Yeah. And there was, like, a really long pause, and he was like, oh, gross, you ruined this for me. And we were like, good. <laughs> wow. Good. It's literally a protective sack of yeah. fat and water around a gland full of milk. Yeah. Like, That isn't even active on. yet. Well, it's it's always active. It's, yeah, but like, it's not until you actually have had the baby where it's like, it leaks, right? No, women can lactate at all times of their lives. Oh, yeah, cool. I guess I don't know. Yeah, I mean, not that, um, not that we do regularly, but mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it happens to women who've never been oh, pregnant all the time. I didn't know that. Yes, it just it just never came up. Yes, well, now you learned something. I new. did. I also thought of you this week because um, I was of sex in fat and water. Yes. Um, <laughs> I, I, uh, no, but um, I was in um, I was near Chelsea Market by the High Line. Okay. And I was on my way to a friend's birthday party at the beer garden um, near the Standard. Okay. And I'm walking there, and on my way, I just see like flashing lights and like heavy bass, and I'm like. Did that? Did someone just shoot up that building? Like, is there like a bomb going off? It was the sugar factory across oh, from my God. the beer garden. And of course, as you <laughs> exactly, and as you get closer, you hear whoa, 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 party! <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Party time! Exactly. <laughs> like a hundred percent. Oh and my God! I was laughing like an idiot to myself because we had literally just talked about. The sugar factory. The sugar factory, man. And you know what? I listened back to this past week's episode and I actually like chuckled to myself. I normally, when I listen back to our show, because for for those that don't know, I edit our show. So I listen to every second of Mm -hmm. content we create. And a lot of times, like, because I already know what's coming, I don't think anything's funny. I mean, maybe you guys don't think anything's funny either. That's okay. (laughs) Except for John Bobson. John Bobson. But, um, hey, John Bobson. But... I was listening back to that story and I was like, just the way I was so enthralled with describing the room and like the more things that came to mind, the more ridiculous it got. Right? Yeah. But I was here for it. I was so fascinated. I'm so glad. Thank you. Thank you for that. You're welcome, America. Woo. All right. We ready? I guess so. You're going first. I am. Okay. The thing. Oh, Oh, no. Oh, it happened. Okay. Ready? One, two, three. The The thing thing that happened this week. week. Cool. So, um, I guess mine's kind of a cue off of your story from last week, because I'm also going to talk about food. Okay, great. I had one of the top five best meals of my life this week. <gasps> really? Yes. I went to a dim sum place oh, with some coworkers. Oh my god. Okay, I'm here was, for this. Yeah, and it was only my second time having dim sum, but the first time it was like at this place on the Upper West Side... And like, of course, so everything is more expensive, you get less food, and I'm just like, what are, what are we doing here? This, this right. sucks. 
For those at home, will you tell us what dim sum is? Yeah, it is. This is not to talk down to anyone. It's that I would like a description because I confuse it with ramen constantly. And I feel like that's a cross-cultural confusion. Yeah, exactly. And like, I don't know a whole lot about ramen and the art of ramen or whatever because I've never been to one of those. It's delicious. It's delicious. I'll take you to this ramen place that um, Austin and Ryan Jacobs took me to. It's incredible. Oh, cool. But like, it's more like soup based, right? Yes, it's broth based. Broth based, sorry. Um, And whereas um, dim sum is more of a family style setting where you order certain things on a menu, it comes in um, amounts of three or four or whatever, and then each of those gets brought to the table like sort of in shifts. Okay. um, Because there are clearly things that are like more appetizer, more main dish as you go forward, and then. Uh, we ended with uh, these like sesame buns with this uh, sweet bean paste in it. Yum. It was so fucking delicious. Okay, sacks of anything is like the opposite of sweet bean paste. If you can say yeah. that, I think that phrase is really cute. Sweet bean paste? Sweet bean paste. And it was delicious. Like Sweet bean paste. Sweet bean paste. Um, yeah, and <laughs> I, and so one of my coworkers, had been to this place plenty of times before. Okay. So we got we got that down there. He immediately takes the menu and goes like, "I'm going to hook you guys up." So Whoa. we had like we have this turn up cake to start out with. Wait, who did you go with though? Um, I went some with some uh, coworkers. So my right, friend, you said after work. Uh, no, this was actually we all had the day off, oh, and we all fun. work in the same department. So, um, and one of them had just left. So it was my buddy Carl, my friend Ray, and my friend Yanni. And okay, so Carl got buddy, and then everybody else got friend. Is sorry, there, I'm no, just kidding. They're, <laughs> no, they're all they're all my buddies. Um, my buddies they're all my buddies. Baby. Yeah. Oh my god, I was just hazing you. It's, it's fine. cool. No, um, <laughs> um, but he yeah. likes you all. None. I, I, I hate you all. <laughs> I like, hate you that, all. I was only me. there for the dim sum. Exactly. I'm just here um, for the dim sum. And it was and <laughs> exactly. This is where it all comes out. Um, <laughs> sweet bean paste. Well, here, well then, um, my, so at work, my okay, friend, I'll Yanni, get it together. It's cool. Um, at work, my friend Yanni is the one who like puts on uh, the house music and like the hip hop and like all like the really cool music. Fierce. Um, and so we start out with this turnip cake and, um, she was like, turnip cake, turnip, sorry. Yes. But the joke of is, co- well, of course, as three out of four of us were like New Yorkers, we're like, yeah, it's turnip cake. And so she goes, and so then we're joking, like, yeah, this cake got torn up. Turned. The cake was turned. The cake was torn up. And she goes, yeah, I get it, but what's the cake made out of? And we're like, oh. (laughs) No, no, no. It's it's a turnip cake. Like, it's turnip turnip cake. cake. Um, Turnip, but I guess it's like a schwa. So turnip, turnip. Exactly, yeah. Turnip. Turnip. But then, like, we had. The, like all of these different kinds of dumplings that were uh, either... I just want everyone at home to know that Ian, when he gets very excited about a subject, his hands do this marionette thing. Immediately. Where he is like, his hands are up near his shoulders because he's trying not to touch the table, but he's trying to describe with emphasis. Exactly. It's like watching him be a puppet master of his story with no puppets involved. It's true, yeah. Um, but we had these, uh, all these dumplings that were made of different kinds. Either they were fried or they were made of different kinds of like rice water. Um, Whoa. Yeah. Speaking of turn up. Turn up. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh base ooh, in the heights. Ooh. Base. 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 Um, that was kind of lit. It was. I'm keeping it in. By the way, when All About That Base came out, I could not stop singing that song. Anyway. 
Um, Thus endeth the first first tangent. Anyway, um, and then we had these uh, these buns that were full of this vegetarian meat. Everything on the menu was vegetarian. Weird. Yeah, but I mean, no no judgment to our vegetarian listeners, but it's it's unusual at any Asian restaurant that everything is vegetarian. Everything and the entire menu was. All in, but not vegan. Not vegan. Not okay. that I know. Not that I know of. I mean, thinking back on it, I'm not thinking of anything that was like particularly well, milky. Probably the dumplings probably have some sort of egg or something. Yeah, I'm. I'm sure, unless they were all uh, rice. But I don't rice, know. It's weird. Um, because a lot of like the shells and a lot of oh, the well, out exteriors were made of is rice. Soy vegan. Yeah. Okay. I believe so. So then maybe um, it was vegan. It might have been, but the menu was all in like its dialect of Chinese. English and Hebrew. Dialect, you mean the characters? The characters, yeah. Like, yeah, I don't, okay. like, personally, I just don't know if, like, the different dialects are different characters or what, but... There are some differences, but you were probably reading Mandarin Chinese. I'm probably, because I know that's the most popular, Common, right? yeah, yeah. Um, that's so, spoken by, I mean, like... Uh, yeah. Almost every person that lives in China speaks that, but then in other villages, they will speak their, their, yeah. their form. It's not necessarily a dialect. A dialect mm-hmm. would be, like... A change in tone, yeah, or pronunciation. And I know they do have like dialects as well. With they have that. like special characters, yeah. and actually like different. What's the other kind of Chinese? I know Cantonese is like Cantonese. the other big one, and Cantonese, yeah, it's the other big one. But I mean, it's minuscule percentage wise mm-hmm. compared to over the world of yeah. people who speak Mandarin. I know, like, and I used to work with uh, two girls who spoke one spoke Mandarin, one spoke Cantonese, and like one day they were, <laughs> it was slow, so they were just sort of taking me through some differences between them. And then um, another girl that I was just in a class with speaks a different dialect, and she compared it to, like, the Boston accent of China. Because <laughs> it's kind of like that obnoxious, like... It's got a it's brash like, tone. Yeah, exactly. And long but, vowels. Yeah. Um, so, does this, does this mean that dim sum is, like, a tradition of China? I don't... I mean, I don't want to say yay or nay because I don't know the answer to that, like... Let's find out. Surely? Yeah, let's find Ooh, out. Ooh, Siri. Siri can yeah. be our guest on the show Exactly. Tonight. Special guest, Siri. Okay, all right. Let's see here. Let's see here. Hey, Siri. What is the origin of dim sum? Here's what I found on the web for what is the origin of dim sum. She Not never helpful. helps us. Wikipedia it is. All right. It's on Wikipedia, so it must be true. Exactly. Dim sum, Chinese. There you go. Is a style of Chinese cuisine, particularly Cantonese, but also oh. other varieties. Sure. Prepared as small bite-sized portions of food, served in small steamer baskets, or exactly. on small plates. And that's exactly what we had. Ooh, dim sum dishes are usually served with tea, and together form a full tea brunch. In, and that's exactly what we had. Cantonese that, brunch, girl. That tea, I've been craving that tea since. Turn up. Turn up. Um, well, then we're going back. Let's go back. Yes. Like, I'm literally telling everybody about this, including our listeners. Because Where'd you go? What, what's the name of the place? It's called the original Buddha Budai. I don't exactly know how to pronounce it. Great. But and it's it is, in what part of town? It's in Chinatown. And, I, and it's like, you know it's legit because it is not near any train. Like, you have to get off a Q train yep. or a Z train and then, like, walk six to eight, ten blocks to well, find this place. And for those that don't live in New York, Chinatown is one of the only remaining, like, named towns in mm-hmm. all of New York that is still those residents, yeah. still exclusively that language, mm-hmm. and actually, like, makes the food the way it's meant to be. Like, most oh, people yeah. joke that, like, Little Italy is where you get the shittiest Italian food yeah. in New York. 
Um, but I mean, Chinatown is bumping and, and also 30, 30, uh, second through 34th street. I mean, yeah, if you're on 32nd street and you're in K town, Koreatown, yeah, honey, that K town yeah. barbecue. Oh, legit. That's where you get the real shit. Right. Um, and, and, uh, my grandma grew up right, literally like right behind Chinatown. Like, cool. like there was like kind of a noticeable difference on her block versus like the block behind her. Right. Where like you enter Chinatown. So like, I kind like. Part of me, like, grew up there, mm-hmm. and it was really cool. But not only did we have, like, all this vegetarian, like, these sweet buns with, like, these, like, vegan meat pieces in them that were, like, kind of pulled porky. We had these uh, vegetarian meatballs that tasted like meat. Like, I haven't eaten meat in almost 15 years, but these tasted like the real thing, and they were delicious. Has it really been 15 years? Yeah, and it's been it's been less than that since I've craved meat, but wow. But yeah, I I started young, the um, that is so crazy. Yeah, good for you. Thank you. Um, good for you, boy. Thanks. Good for you. Um, so we go so we go through this entire meal, and between the four of us, it's fifteen dollars each, including tip. What? That's yeah. cheaper than our bowling night tomorrow. I know. What? Yeah. Oh my god. And we maybe that's a bad comparison because bowling is expensive here. It but. can, yeah, it is. But like just dish after dish after dish, and there are like these tiny oh dishes enough god. for like the three or four of you at that table. And I guess because a lot of it is starchy, so it does like expand in your stomach. You have had your meal. Like yes. I did not eat for another like eight hours that day. Well, good. It was so. Like I'm still very excited about it because it is. It was well, one of the best meals. Well, let's go next week. That sounds amazing. Let's go next yeah, week. Yeah, I'm down. Down. Like, That's I great. Go and I'll take that. you to the ramen place. Great. What if we did a a double <laughs> a double Asian food huh. day? I am I am down. That'd be I fierce, love actually. I love Asian foods. All right, great. You know, the last time I was in Chinatown was 2011. Really. Chinatown is less than three miles away on the same island. Yeah. I just have no reason to go there. Right? I The last time I was there was to buy bags. We went to like <laughs> the secret cage rooms of oh, yeah. bags. Yeah, me and this girl Ashley from Elon. I find myself down there for like random weird reasons. Like either I need to run an errand or like there's some there's some auditions that happen in that neighborhood like mm. in small offices. Um, it's I mean, totally China, legit, guys, I promise. Chinatown is one of the only neighborhoods that has been fully regentrified, but has kept its culture completely. Oh, yeah. Like, tons of wealthy white people move into apartments in Chinatown because they can get them, I mean, what Manhattanites consider dirt cheap. Which is still more expensive than anything up here, probably. But if you want to function there and go to a store, like, if you just want to go to the butcher shop and pull a duck off the wall, you better order in Chinese, honey, because they yeah. don't understand you. <laughs> Facts. I kind of love it. Yeah, me too. I love it a lot. Yeah, so everyone check it out. I believe it's called the original Buddha Budai. Forgive any mispronunciations of anything, but it was For all of our amazing. Chinese listeners out exactly. there. Exactly. We really just admire your food. Please. <laughs> please teach me how to say these correctly. Um, but yeah, so that's that was my story from this week. Amazing. Thanks. Dim sum. The Dim thing that sum. happened this week. Yes. Oh, wow. I'm jelly. Yeah. It was so good. Like, I think I, I'm going to order Chinese food tonight. Do it. Actually, I might go get ramen tonight. Do it. Do Are it. you free tonight? I'm not. Damn. I'm meeting some friends for a drink. Then I'll order Chinese at home, and we will do our Asian food day next week. Sure. Yeah. Great. Great.
Okay, so this week, I was put into a really weird professional, like, miscommunication situation. Hmm. I am currently the vice president of the New York chapter of my university's alumni association. So everyone knows what an alumni association does. We put together various kinds of events, whether they're sporting or music-based, or mostly it's sports because, you know, it's sports, um, where alumni can meet each other and network and jobs come out of it and people start dating and, you know, whatever. It's an alumni association. And I've been doing this about a year and a half now, and I had a different position on our board. Our board has seven people and essentially like vice president doesn't mean anything. I just help anybody who needs assistance and I do our Google calendar because Ian taught me how to do that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Did you know that you supported Elon university? Cool. Yeah. Um, which by the way, the other day I'm okay. This is the, okay. I'll, I'll just tell the story. Okay. Because it's part of the story. Okay. (laughs) So recently we had a miscommunication with the university in North Carolina, like the, the national chapter, mm-hmm. about how many people we could give official leadership positions to. We thought that seven was just a number that had been created at some point, and we had just been functioning under seven, seven people with titles. And so there was a girl who, let's call her Lori. Lori is unbelievably dedicated to service to the university and to her community and to New York City. And she had come to so many events, and we interviewed her for another position, and we ended up picking a different candidate. But we wanted to keep Lori around, so we made it so that she could be, like, an an eighth member of our board, essentially. Cool. Then recently, a couple months ago, we had a big event, a big networking mixer, and the head of alumni relations from the national chapter came to visit us. And we just, we should have just done it and then asked for forgiveness, but we asked for permission first. Mm. And we were like, Hey, Lori's amazing. Can we make her an official eighth member and get her on, on our, on our website and the letterhead and our Facebook group and the whole thing. And when this guy took it back to the university, they nixed the idea. So, Once we knew that Lori couldn't be, like, an official board member, we were like, all right, well, then you're our first choice for, like, everything, and we'll just delegate you all sorts of responsibilities and keep you involved. Like, we're not going to turn someone away who's excellent. Exactly. Okay, so that's the basis that you need to know. Yesterday, I went to our group message and was like, hey, guys, I'm going to Google Calendar the next three or four months of meetings and events and whatever. Send me your conflicts. And Lori was very helpful, and she sent a message being like, hey, you know, we can do this through Doodle or another app. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay, yeah, good idea. And she was like, and for next week's meeting, I can host it at my office. And we were like, wow, cool, thanks, Lori. And then in a separate thread, another board member, let's call her Megan, Megan messages everybody and is like hey guys i thought when the national chapter told us that Lori couldn't be part of our team that she can't host meetings she can't attend meetings she can't organize doodle anything i thought that's what we all agreed upon okay so i'm over here like i had just messaged Lori, being like thanks Lori. that's really nice of you thank you for your contribution so then I'm trying to figure out, while everyone else is hashing it out in a private thread, away from Lori, the overachiever, amazing girl. Yeah. 
if Lori's even allowed to help us anymore. Yeah. And I was like, guys, we can't push Lori away. Right. And so then I call El Presidente. Let's call him Jerry. I call Jerry. Jerry doesn't answer. And then he messages all of us and is like, hey, guys, I'm with a client at work. Like, I will talk to you all ASAP. And so most of the day goes by and I left Lori hanging and I left everyone else on the board hanging. They were like, yeah, she's not supposed to be doing this with us. And I was like, what? No one fucking told me that's what the university said. I don't know how I missed that thread of information. Right. But I, the vice president, would didn't know. So then... El Presidente, Jerry, calls me Mm -hmm. and is like, hey, Claire, I read the thread. Can you just explain everything to me? So I tell him everything, right? Great. And he's like, yeah, actually, I think that that might be what the national chapter wanted from us. And maybe I just didn't explain it right. And I was like, okay, well, maybe I didn't ask for clarification, but somehow we're in a pickle now. Yeah. Because a person we want to keep on our team but can't give a title to, now we have to push further away. And the rest of the board, the other five people besides me and the president, think that me and the president don't communicate to each other. Yeah. So everyone looks bad. Right. So anyway, what ended up happening was we decided to keep a thread for the board, a message thread with Lori in it as like our head volunteer for a bunch of projects. Okay. And... I then was saddled with the responsibility of calling Lori and disinviting her from meetings and telling her that she essentially can't sit at our table. Oh, that's a bummer. All because somehow in this whole crazy thing, no one told me that Lori had to be demoted, a.k.a. kicked out. That blows. Yes, and Lori's amazing. And and Megan and the other board members were totally in the right to tell sure. me what I missed, but then I felt like a doofus. Yeah. Like a dummy dum-dum. Yeah. So then, alright, so then I call Lori and I'm like, hey, Lore, here's the deal. I just got off the phone with Jerry, our president. He explained to me that maybe I didn't understand or maybe there was a missed email or something. But you can't host our meetings. You can't come to our meetings. We have to keep our message threads private from you. And we have to make it, like, keep a separate message thread of things you are allowed to read. And I'm really sorry, but, like, you can't hang out with us anymore in that capacity. Right. And God bless her. Lori was so cool about it. She, like, that just made me want to, like, give her my position. (laughs) She was like, oh, my God. Like, I don't want to step on anyone's toes. I'm here if you guys need anybody. Like, I am just, like, a team player, whatever you need. Um, I really hope that, like, I didn't complicate things. I was like, Lori, shut the fuck up. (laughs) Like, you didn't comp. What are you talking about? So, anyway... I, it was just such a bummer, and, like, she is a glimmer of hope in a world of, like, email threads. Yeah. And now I have to go to this meeting next week with everyone else and explain how somehow I didn't know, and because I'm the Google Calendar lady, I fucked up the chain of command. Oh, man. And uh, it's just, oh, my God. I think I think you're in the clear at this point. Like, the fact that Lori is, like... That Lori knows exactly what's up and that, like, you've been given the clarification. 
I think it's like smooth sailing from there. What I did was I texted everyone in the private thread and mm. told them like, hey, I spoke to all the parties involved. Lori is super chill about it. Here's the solutions for private and public messaging. And essentially, I told Lori she can't hang with us anymore. And <laughs> the messages I got back from people were like, hey, good work, Claire. <laughs> like, and Thanks. I, I know they didn't mean it that way, but I was like, what the fuck, guys? Fuck. Jesus. Like, I just, it really, and honestly, it's no one's fault. There's no fault. But if there's like a saddled responsibility for this, it's the national chapter thinking that seven is a lucky number and that eight people would like, yeah, like cut us off at the knees or something. It's su- like it sucks that like people, someone who really wants to be involved just can't be involved. Just like can't. Right. Well, and and President Jerry was telling me essentially mm-hmm. like that he and national chapter guy had agreed that it was a privilege to do this, which it is. I'm the only person on the board that can't put this on a resume in my chosen career. Exactly. So, like, I don't have skin in this game. Like, let Lori have my fucking job. I don't care. Like, I'd rather have someone... Clearly, she's more involved than I am. And I just had to kick her out. What does Lori do, if you don't mind me asking? Lori works in finance. Cool. Yes. Lori from finance. Yeah, so uh, let me make up a bunch of names for the whole board so you understand how how black sheep I am in this Uh board. Okay, ready? Megan is like a tour de force saleswoman PR pitcher. Cool. Uh, President Jerry is uh, a financial broker. Casual. The guy who took over my old role, which is like recruitment and outreach for volunteers, mm-hmm. let's call him Seth. All right. I'm not even picking names that are like close to their name. So I love that. That's pretty, pretty brilliant. Pretty confused. Um Seth is also a, a financial analyst. He's a financial right. analyst. Jacob, <laughs> Jacob uh, runs a whole department at a nonprofit. Sure. Um, let me pick it up. Brian is the head of social media for multiple brands. Jessica, <laughs> I'm not even picking names that are near. Well, my favorite is that you were saying these all like this fucking guy. <laughs> And this fucking guy. <laughs> and that fucking guy. I have so much respect for them, but when I make this list, it makes me it's, feel super inferior, and I'm getting, like, more and more upset about it. You're doing great. Jessica uh, is, like, a content strategy editor something at, cool. uh, like, an online magazine thing. Fine. Have I forgotten anybody? No. And then there's me. I'm an actor. Great. <laughs> Great, Let me see if I can remember them all. School. President Jerry. Okay. Jessica. Megan. Myself. We're the ladies. The three of us are okay. the ladies. And then Lori. Oh, uh, Lori. Uh, and then the men are Seth, Brian, and Jacob. Nice. Yes, those names to, are not even close to <laughs> these people's names. Way to remember those names you made up. Yeah, well, I really like a callback later in the episode. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so when I, I, I don't know if there's what there is to hash out about. It just sucks. Like, we're so reliant. And, and you know what's crazy is some of these communications happened in GroupMe. Mm-hmm. Some happened in iMessage. Some happened in email. Some happened in private meetings. Like, no matter I how you break down those messages, I never find that it's easy to keep like to keep up with everything that is like said and sent and everything right like it's just when you're not in a physical conversation it's difficult 
Yeah, and that's why I appreciate President Jerry gives me a ring on the phone. But I mean, like, tell me. Oh yeah. And, and I mean, maybe he did. Maybe 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 he did tell me, and I I feel like I would remember something. Right. Like that. You would remember if it was clear that like okay, Someone's she can't like, sit with us. Right. Oh my god. And it sucks because we're, you know, the board has turnover every now and then. People get jobs out of town or, you know, someone is just over it after a couple of years of doing this. Mm -hmm. Um, So, like, she's the next candidate. And I told her pretty clearly, like, look, I'm not in charge of appointing the positions. Uh, Seth is? Is that the name I gave him? Seth is? But Seth, Seth is the guy who does that. Okay. Um, because that used to be my old job. So I appointed everyone that's on the current board. Oh, cool. That wasn't already there. Cool. And then I interviewed Seth and Lori, and Seth got the job. Okay. To replace me when okay. I became vice president. Sure. And now Lori is just like waiting for another position to open up. I kind of want to open up my own position right? to give it to her. It's like, do you want this? I mean, I kind of do want to. Is that bad? No. I don't think so. I feel like she'd do my job better than me. Like, <laughs> I mean, like, that's really cool of you to say, though. It's like, it's hard to admit, like, yeah, this person, like, would do better than I would. Right, but this, jo- I mean, this position or this job or whatever, this volunteership, like, it doesn't yeah. add anything to my portfolio, but it does, like, leaps and bounds for everybody else. Sure. I was supposed to be the president, and then really? I told them I couldn't be the president because... Mm-hmm. Because I travel for work, you know? Like, yeah. I, like I, I have, jo- like, contracts out exactly. of town. And they were like, okay, well, another position opening up is, like, to recruit volunteers. And I was like, okay, great. I'll be volunteer yeah. lady. Cool. So, I don't know. I'll have to think on it. Yeah, I mean, like, the good thing is, like, there's no pressure. There's no rush. Yeah, I guess. It, it's, you know what? It's surprisingly hard. This position is surprisingly hard. Any... Any organizing of any event where you have to, like, cold call and email people is really stressful. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I was, like, president and vice president of clubs in college, but it was never, like, anything like that. And I think it was because it was all within the college scope. Hold on. There's so much noise here. There's sirens. There's people walking around. Did you hear about some guy jumped the tracks on 72nd today? Yeah, I actually tried to swipe in, and the cops, like, were at the the turnstiles telling us not to go downstairs. They had taped it off. Yeah. He jumped or he fell? I I don't know. I know that it it involves someone, like, on the tracks. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, thus endeth the The second second tangent. Well, let's go to the quiz. Let's go to the quiz. Here we go. All right. Ian Brodsky. Me. You. That's me. It's you. It's me! It's me! (laughs) What are you obsessed with right now? Oh, Jesus. I'm obsessed with Jared Kushner right now. Oh, my God. Because if anyone follows me on Twitter, and you should, at iBroski, the more (laughs) I see this guy... Like come up in the news media, I mean, and the more I look hear, alike. and the more I hear him talk, the more I'm like, how am I not playing this character? His voice has such a, and you know what? It's not an ugly voice. It just doesn't look like it would come out right? of his head. Like I see him, and I like expect like typical Wall Street douchebag voice, right? But he sounds like me. No, you know who's the Wall Street douchebag? Is Scott Amucci. Yeah. Oh, my God. He's 100%. so crazy. Did you see that story that broke today? Oh, my God. I was living for it. I can't it. wait to read the whole thing. It's insane. He's so crazy. He just yeah. called a, a reporter. At the New Yorker. At the New Yorker just to, like, vent. And, yeah, and the New Yorker was just like, All right, what? Great. Well, it's gold. Whatever. Okay. Just keep talking. 
Um, oh my but yeah, Lord. so and like I've ha- I've talked to a couple people and like a couple people have reached out to me about like me being Jared Kushner. So you know we I, gotta we gotta get you over at, with Chris Barlow on WYOY. Literally, that was a conversation we just had. Oh great! Like right before, like I thought of it. Who I posted can I be? it. Can I be Sarah Huckabee Sanders? Sure. Ooh, Ooh you'd be a great SHS. Yes, I'd be a great Sarah Huckabee Sanders, but really the role I was born to play is Monica Lewinsky. Uh, yeah. yeah. Holy shit, yeah. I look a lot like yeah. Monica in a, oh blue, my in a blue dress. Right. I'm wearing chambray right now, so she you can is. imagine it. Like, oh my God, that's like... Yeah. You need to like have some... And it's like kind of the same body and like kind of the yeah. same height and you, kind of the same someone. interest in older men. And- <laughs> we need someone to commission like a musical about Monica Lewinsky for you. Well, you know what? The Clintons, the musical, I, I did uh, I did have a callback, I think, at one oh, time, cool. maybe an appointment or something to play Monica Lewinsky. Oh, cool. I would really... You know what? But what I love about Monica Lewinsky, just to take the third tangent... Please. It's the third, right? It's the third. Oh, jeez. We haven't gotten to a third tangent in a while. No. Is this tangent about tangents a tangent within itself? Tangent? We need to go deeper. Deeper. <laughs> deeper, honey. Deeper. That's what she said. Um, I gotta take so much out. (laughs) Um, the thing about Monica Lewinsky that I really appreciate now is like, she totally owns what happened, but has like built, uh, you know, obviously she like Ted talked it out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think she's really like brilliant. Obviously she wouldn't have been a white house intern without being brilliant. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I kind of love her. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. But anyway. So you're obsessed with cushy. Obsessed with, uh. With Cushy, Cush Ball himself. Cushy, um, hashtag Broski for Cush. If you um, if you want to get involved, <laughs> um, so like now, like I'm legit doing research on this douchebag for Cush. Exactly. Doesn't it make it sound like you're asking for people to send you weed? Kind of, which is also like another layer of like what we can get into because there are so many ways <laughs> we can go with this character. Like this guy is clearly like the out of touch, like. If, like, thinking back to, like, comments on, like, that Facebook status. Yeah. I remember responding to someone with uh, the quote, the poor people are getting in my way. And, (laughs) of course I didn't collude. I was too busy planning my next bar mitzvah with the Christmas bonus my father-in-law promised me. With the Christmas bonus. (laughs) You know what's really funny to me is... um, when I was listening to the audio, I didn't watch the video, but when I was mm-hmm. listening to the audio of his uh, of his prepared speech in the Rose Garden this mm-hmm. week after the the congressional investigation and the whole thing, the questioning or whatever, um, he goes, I did not collude. And I was like, bro, get through it. You sound so like... But also... I did not collude. I was like, oh my God. But also like, he opened it with, hi, I'm Jared Kushner. Hi, I'm Jared Kushner. And, and people are... I'm just making him Sarah Palin. Exactly. And people are me... You could be Sarah Palin too. You know, um, I used I used Sarah Palin's I Can See Russia From My House as my as my Alaskan dialect perfect. project. And... But, I'm, a, I'm a hockey mom. I'm a tiger mom. Soccer mom. And I can see Russia from my house. I can. I do. Um, I do. But people are memeing the shit out of that conference if you see it like there's this one photo of him like like kind of squinting and grimacing and so like lauren duca from team vogue i love lauren duca her caption on that photo was i specifically asked for uh off-white what is this eggshell (laughs) and like one of them of course was i was told by apple care and then like a third one was like a was like by rupaul Right. About like about like plucking her eyebrows, like I forget what 
exactly what it was, but it was so funny. I'm going knee deep in Jared Kushner research now. Hashtag I broski for Kush. Yeah, broski for Kush. Bro- just bro- broski for Kush. I would like broski for Kushy. That'd broski be- for Kushy. We can. That's not. That's not a bad idea. Broski for Kushy. Yeah. Broski for Kushy. Yeah. <laughs> so that's my obsession this week. Amazing. Question number two: Desert Island. Three types of weather to endure the oh, whole shit. time. They oh. all have to be extreme versions. They all have to be extreme versions, okay. It can't be neutral. Fuck. It can't be a tepid day. Um, I guess tepid's for liquids. Honestly, I would have extreme heat. Really? Because I don't like the cold. And even and if it's hot, but at like least... like your skin. Wouldn't you like just peel and boil and... Probably, but like I feel like there's probably shade on this island. I always there, imagine this island, as, the, as the island from Lost. Yeah, and if there's an island... <laughs> and if it's an island, that means there's water nearby so I can at least go swimming and like cool myself off. I guess. Um... So it's like, I know it's ridiculous, but like, I was such honking today. Sorry, y'all. Sorry. It's cool. These honks are not where you are. These honks are not where you are. (laughs) Um, I would do extreme rain. Okay. Because like, I feel like you can still hide out from that. So like monsoon. Yeah. Got it. Um, Torrential downpour. Torrential downpour. Yeah. It's just so Um, crazy that we're thinking that this desert island is always tropical, but like it it is, it could be anywhere. It totally could. But like I would still could be opt in the middle for, of like Michigan. It could, and I would still opt for like the heat, uh, stream downpour, and like blizzard. I think because I do love a good blizzard. Blizzard, got it. Yeah, fierce. Thanks. Question number three: What are you watching? Slash listening to or reading? Are you reading? And are you reading a book? I'm reading a book called A Sudden Light, which I'm taking my time getting through. By whom? By Garth Stein. He's my favorite author. Garth Stein. And I want to see this. Nice Jewish boy. Exactly. And I want to see this book made into a stage production. Mm. Um, Book adaptations are not that popular. It sounds good. Yeah. Um, And I'm also reading the New York Times because everything is is insane. Um, Everything's real. Pick up a newspaper. Exactly. Doesn't matter which one. Just pick one. I'm not watching anything out of the ordinary. So see past episodes. And I'm listening to, I just discovered... <laughs> See past episodes. Like, exactly, like nothing's just new on that Just view the titles of our old episodes and you'll figure it out. Exactly. <laughs> um, but I'm listening to, uh, I just discovered Wolfpack yesterday and... What I'm, is that? Um, they're in kind of like an indie funk band. Wolfpack. Yeah, so like it's some of their sexual. stuff is like... Yeah. And so some of their stuff is like um, purely instrumental, and then some of it is, has vocal lines, and it's all just really fun. Cool. And um, them in Lake Street Dive, I'm listening a lot of. Lake Street Drive? It's No, it's Lake Street Dive. What? Yeah. I thought it was Lake Street Do- Drive. I did too, and then I looked them up, and I was like, do you mean Lake Street Dive? And I'm like, okay, fuck you too. Weird, I've been reading that wrong. I know, me too. Awesome. But yeah. It's because street... Exactly. It's because it's because Lake of street. street Drive. Do you Dr- would think that would be the uh, the thing? Right. Okay. <laughs> Question number four: The last person you texted, not including me, can't cheat. Um, is my friend Renee because I'm seeing her after the cast tonight. Hey, Renee. Yeah. And question number five, one person living a dead, who you may or may not know, who you would like to wish well. I'm going to wish my friend Olivia Kinterwell. Um, hey, Olivia. Yeah, she's someone, she was one of my first friends out of college because um, she's dating one of my friends who uh, I've done a lot of work with, and she's just this really awesome, supportive human being. She listens to the show. She, like, is a real, like, cheerleader of, like, me and all of our friends, and we got her back, and um, she's just a great person to have in your life, so. Great. Yeah. Olivia. Big Olivia, ups. Big, big ups, ups to Olivia. Girl. Yeah. Fierce. Your turn. 
Yeah. Your turn. Me. Claire Womanship. Me. That's me. Claire Manship. Yes. What are you obsessed with this week? I just went to the store this week and bought more Swiffer refills and a bunch of Lysol wipes. Yes. And my apartment has a very musty summer smell. And I think the people that lived there before us was like an old lady with a bunch of cats. So there's like a weird kind of like faint pee smell sometimes when things get Mm. hot. But if you Swiffer the floor, it smells like green apple. So I'm doing green apple on the floor. Okay. And then lemon on all the surfaces. Wow. And very, very fruity. Very... Oh, it smells like magic. Love it. Yes. Both of my roommates have recently gotten into, um, well, Amelia is working on, uh, working with a, a trainer that does like nutritionist uh, advice That's really as cool. Well. And so she's like pre-baking and cooking meals and then like oh smart and then like working them out throughout the week oh wow and then nate my other roommate has just recently subscribed to a box service to one of these food box oh nice you know if you listen to any other podcast they you know have, what they're I'm a sponsor about. yeah it's uh he's doing sun basket which is like organic like raw foods or based oh or that's something. cool Anyway, because there's so much cooking going on, no shade about it, but like we don't have disposal. So food gets everywhere and there's like scraps and egg yolk and you know, there's just like things all over. Exactly. And since I'm not doing a lot of cooking, which is kind of the opposite of all the other times in my life, (laughs) um, I am like taking to making the room clean afterward, which like it's not my responsibility, but I do think it's really fun. That's great. It actually, like, alleviates some of my stress. I love cleaning and organizing. Yes. Like. Clorganizing. Clorganizing. <laughs> Canon, you've heard it here. You heard it here. Clorganizing. Trademark clear manship. Exactly. <laughs> 100%. Okay. So, yeah, that's what I'm obsessed with right now. Yeah. My great. fruity smelling antibacterial apartment. Great. Yeah. Uh, question number two. Yes. Desert Island. Three pieces of Ikea furniture. For you to do with as you will. Mm, okay. Yeesh. Okay. Okay, so I'm going to need... And I don't know the names for these, so I'm going to make That's up... That's fine. I'm going to make up a great Swedish name. So I need one of those fake mid-century modern chairs where it's mm. got the metal framing, but like kind of a leather swing back. So you like lean back and the chair is a little bit bendy. It like kind of goes with you. Cool. With like one of those matching footstools. And I'm going to call that uh, a Hergendike. Okay. Okay, so I need a Hergen bike. And then I need, you know, I need a bed. They have great bed they frames. Have great beds. I'm, you know what? I'm just going to go for the mattress because they only get three choices. And okay. bed frame and mattress are separate. Okay. Obviously. So, obviously, for all Duh. you non bed sleepers out there. Exactly. Bummer. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I need a mattress. And the best mattress that they have is um, a, a Sukanang. Yeah. A Sukanang. I love a Sukanang. The Sukanangs are amazing, but not as good as the... What did I just... The Hirschtingers? Sure, the Hergen... A Hergen... Hergendike? The Hergendike, that's I know, right. I know it had dike in <laughs> Dike, yes. Um, dike, because the I has an umlaut. Hergen, yeah. It's Hergen, more of a Hergendike. A Hergendike. Yeah. And then uh, the third thing I need is um, a, a safloof. And you guys, I mean, obviously, you know what that yeah, is. Yeah, guys, come on. So, yeah, a safloof. That's my third one. Great. Thank you. I know what I'm thinking of, but you don't. No. Nope. <laughs> Great. <laughs> cool. Um, so, what are you watching slash listening to now? Or reading? 
I'm not reading, unfortunately. I'm just not. You know what? I I am in a full-on million-dollar listing New York binge. Okay. Just really loving it. There's a new guy on this season called Steve Gold. Nice Jewish boy. Yep. Um, so there's Steve Gold, and then there's Ryan Serhant and Frederick Eklund. Frederick is my favorite. He's the best. And you know what? He... What I love about this season is, like, he's recently found, like, new faith through, like, uh, trying to have a baby with his husband through, like, surrogacy, and it's very stressful, and it's just, like, it's nice that the show is not all drama like the Housewives series. It's, Mm. like, Bravo's, like, powerful people with powerful hearts. Like, Yeah, I think it's really cool. And I've been listening to, I mentioned that Galantis song last week, Rich oh, Boy. Yeah. I'm also finding a lot of other music from The Bold Type. Still watching The Bold Type. I think it's amazing. Cool. And um, there's actually a Spotify, I might have mentioned this, there's a Spotify playlist for The Bold Type by, yeah. the, music, by the music supervisor on the show. Oh, that's awesome. And so if you guys are watching or want to know what they're playing over there, it's really great. I'm re-watching some Gilmore, as always. I mean, great. I watch a lot of Gilmore Girls. And there's this part in the show spoilies for season three um where uh jess and rory team jess uh are they they go they meet up out in town they like tell lies to uh lorelei and luke and go and meet each other over at gypsy's auto shop and this song plays by xtc called then she appeared um, it's from 1992, Ooh, and it's really just like one of these songs where I'm listening to it, and I'm like, wow, it's summer, and I'm not that mad about it. All right. So yeah, go check out XTC, Then She Appeared. A lot of other XTC music is really weird, but um, that one song speaks to me. Cool. That's it. The only episode of um, Million Dollar Listings I've seen was the one with Lauren Conrad, and they do... Oh, Million Dollar Listing Los Angeles. Well, she was doing like... An L.A. house versus a New York apartment. So it was like kind of a battle of like brokers. How do I find this? I have no idea and I don't know how it came up. Well, Josh Altman is the big player over on, uh, there's Josh, there's Josh Weinstein Mm -hmm. and there's Josh Altman. Okay. And Josh Altman is the one with the most celebrity clientele on Million Dollar Listing Los Angeles. Um, MDL LA. Of course. As, as everyone in the Twitter sphere knows. Exactly. And the other day, actually, it was yesterday, I was on Snapchat, and um, Kourtney Kardashian and Kim Kardashian West were at Kim and Rob's old house. Oh, wow. They, and uh, she tur- and they were, like, looking through the house to, like, I guess sell it, and she turned the camera, and there was Josh Altman. And I was like, Josh Altman! This Casual, better be... Yeah. Yeah, this better be on both E! and Bravo very right? soon. Oh, yeah, I'm sure Are they will. both under the Universal umbrella? I have no idea. I think that they are. I think Bravo and E are both NBC Universal. I trust you on that. Yeah, they are. They are. So cool. I'm sure that that will be on both of those shows. Great. Great. Uh, I'm not yeah, asking the no, questions. No, you're not. You're question number four. <laughs> the last person you texted, no cheating. The last person I texted was friend of the pod, Corinne Caputo. Woo! Corinne and I are both nannies and our kids go to the same camp and they live in the same complex and uh, we finally had a play date today and while we were hanging out I was sending um, Corinne uh, screenshots of something she needed. It's great. Yeah. Cool. Great. Love you Corinne. (laughs) Final question. Yes. 
Uh, favorite question. One person, living or dead, who you may or may not know, who you wish well. I would like to wish well my mom's cousin, Anita. Anita! Anita! Um, Anita is super cool and has always been cool kind of aunt, but she's like a cousin once removed to me. Yeah. Um, I just have these great memories with Anita of like when I was a kid we would like get into her car and it was a convertible which was so cool cool and she would like take us to the mall and we would like listen to Big Willie style and you know I just like I really love everything about Anita and um uh Anita and her partner live in Tampa nice Tampa Florida yeah Tampa Florida where the gators are yeah and um, they're not the not the Florida Gators, but I mean, you know, just some alligators are just, probably yeah. there. <laughs> um, and I just think that Anita has really cool energy. Every time I see her, I am happier. Great. And I love her so much. And I can't wait until we hang again. It'll probably be Thanksgiving. Tip of the hat to Anita. To Anita! To Anita. Cheers! Cheers. Ian Brodsky, where can people find you on social media? You can find me at iBroski on Twitter and uh, Instagram. Oh, <laughs> you almost said Snapchat. I almost said Snapchat. You, you can't prob- find him on I Snapchat. Think that's also, I think that's also my name. I don't like use Snapchat. I just like go on every so often and I look at stories. I saw um, you watch my story the other day. I did. Yeah, I was pretty proud of you. Uh, yeah. Um, and then at, um, at uh, Brodsky Ian on Facebook. Fierce. What about you, Claire? You can find me at Womanship, W-O-M-A-N-S-H-I-P, on Twitter and Snapchat, and uh, ClaireManship.com and Facebook.com slash JuliaClaireManship. The show is at This Week's Thing on Twitter, This Week's Thing at gmail.com, hashtag This Week's Thing. This Week's Thing.com. Yeah. You can find us on all four platforms. I mean, uh, really, these are the only platforms that matter, but when I say four, that doesn't mean that there aren't others. Apparently, yeah. there are Spotify. tons of podcast apps. Yeah, Spotify does podcasts now. Yeah. Well, okay, so we should submit. Like, yeah, what are we... Okay. All yeah. right. We'll deal with that tomorrow. Exactly. So until we figure out the whole Spotify thing, we got iTunes, we got Google Play, we got SoundCloud, we got Stitcher, whatever you need, we're there. Rate, subscribe, comment, like, email us, please. Exactly. I'm Ian Brodsky. And I'm Claire Manship. And, and that, that was, was the, the thing, thing that, that happened, happened this week. week. Bye. Toodles. <laughs>